Are you currently enjoying the show on the Stitcher app? Then you need to know Stitcher is going away on August 29th. Yep, going away, as in kaput, gone, dead. Rest in peace, Stitcher, and thanks for 15 years of service to the podcast community. So switch to another podcast app and follow this show there. Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Gang, since they opened in 2012, I've been talking about the amazing rehearsal spaces and fabulous recording studio at Space Rehearsal and Recording here in Austin. Well, gang, Space has upped their game over the last couple of years and added a couple of new factions. One is a video production studio. Space ATX has taken the major leap forward in their evolution to serve Austin's music community with their new video production department. They're now offering professional video production for bands, live streaming, live sessions, podcasts, and just about anything you can imagine. They've also added a creator studio. Maybe you want to take your TikTok or YouTube videos to the next level, or it's time to stop using your cell phone pics for all of your PR photos. Their newest production room is waiting for you. You can also book their in-house video or photography services or bring a freelancer to get the job done yourself. That's space, rehearsal, and recording located just a few short miles south of downtown Austin. They now offer rehearsal studios, audio recording, video production, a creator studio, and more. Go to spaceatx.com to find out more. And take the talent train from Schmoesville to Protown with space, rehearsal, recording, and video production. Let's get down. Johnny, I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys have all had a good week, whatever it is you did this week. I've had a really good week, man. I've been uh, chipping away at that fastball stuff. Got together with Miles from Fastball, went over the tunes, made sure I had all the guitar parts right. I did a bunch of podcasts this week over Zoom, a lot of really cool uh, conversations you'll be hearing in the coming weeks. And uh, yeah, just generally doing stuff. I'm doing this intro on Wednesday. I did my laundry, cleaned up my place today, really been trying to get Rosie out in the morning to do as much as we can before it gets so hot, man. Like it is three o'clock right now and the heat index is at 112. It's actually 103 degrees right now, but the heat index is at 112. Um, As I said, I had a really good week. Tuesday night, I went to dinner at my friend uh, Gabe Rhodes' house. He and my friend Harmony Kelly put together this dinner and invited a bunch of the music people over there. And it was just so nice. You know, you forget how how great it is to be with your chosen family. You know, I guess I'm reminded of that a lot. I get to be around my community a lot. But if I'm gone for a week, it just feels really good to know that there's all of these people out there and you all love each other. You all respect each other. And it's great to be in a place where it's not somebody's gig or it's not. It's just a dinner. People are eating, people are talking, people are catching up. What'd you do this weekend? How are your kids? Gabe's kids were there. They're all grown up now. Anyway, it was great. Those things fill fill my heart, and I'm really, really, really glad to be a part of this music community and have this chosen family as my second family. 
amazing. Gang, uh, I want to talk to you about some stuff I've come across, which has been great, by the way. Blur, one of my favorite bands, has a couple new singles out that are absolutely fantastic. St. Charles Square and The Narcissist. Get out there and check them out. I, uh, I saw them playing at Wembley. I saw a whole, pretty much a whole concert of theirs. They, they sound fucking great. They're playing at the top of their game. These songs are absolutely fantastic. Once again, you know, like when an artist, when artists get get older, sometimes they really do get into their prime. And I think, uh, I think Damon's firing on all cylinders and Blur is just kick ass right now. So get out there and check out St. Charles Square and The Narcissist. And also, I saw, speaking, speaking, of, uh, speaking of British bands, I saw the documentary about Wham! on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have already seen this. I actually saw it last week when Jenny was still in town. We watched it, and it is incredible, man. It is just like the story of Wham! And you see this band that went from like, I mean, really, like their first record kind of started happening, or their second record, I guess is what it was, that came out in America, but like with Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, really didn't happen until like 85. And by the time they played, here in like 86 87 they were playing stadiums they were playing uh, they went from zero to 60 zero to 160 unbelievable story also it's such a testament to george michael's talent what a talented man i mean just what a beautiful human being what a talented person and it's a testament to uh to andrew ridgely's graciousness and lack of ego like he he started the band. He was the guy that could play instruments and he co-wrote uh, Careless Whisper and he was the guy coming up with the music and coming up with the fashion and all that stuff and George was trying to keep up with him and then all of a sudden George crossed some kind of uh, into another dimension talent-wise and started just pouring out this shit and Andrew Ridgely had the lack of ego, foresight and graciousness to just step out of the way and let George go. Like let George go. Anyway, it's a beautiful, beautiful documentary. I think it's just called Wham. Check it out. It's on Netflix. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, gang, I want to tell you about a few shows going on. If you're listening to this show uh, Friday, July 14th, the day it comes out, Skyrocket is playing tonight in Austin at 310 Austin City Limits Live. We love playing there. It's always a great show there. We have a visual component and show videos through the whole show. And uh, on their LED screen, it looks amazing. It sounds great in there. And it's a great, great room. So come on out tonight, Friday, July 14th, uh, to uh, 310 Austin City Limits Live. And Skyrocket is playing next Saturday, July 22nd, at Last Concert Cafe in Houston. So uh, if you want to find out more about that, go to skyrockettheband.com. Get tickets, get links, get involved. Now, I am playing a very special show next Friday, July 21st, here in Austin, Texas, at uh, Soundspace at Captain Quacks. Okay, this is the very first How Did I Get Here presents. Now, I will be playing a solo set as a headliner, but also I will have Leslie Sisson from Moving Panoramas. She'll play a solo set. Aaron Sinclair is going to play a set as a, as a duo. And I will be doing short interviews with, with these artists before their sets, and then they'll play their sets, and I'll, I'll do mine. I'm going to have one of them interview me. I don't quite know what to do. But as I said, that takes place on Friday, July 21st. How Did I Get Here presents Johnny Gowdy, Leslie Sisson from Moving Panoramas, and Aaron Sinclair from A. Sinclair all at Soundspace at Captain Quackenbushes. 15 bucks gets you in, baby. Tickets are available at gigstand.com. Now, this show has been done through Gigstand, which is a brand new booking app by Grammy Award-winning artist Shooter Jennings and my dear old friend, rock star game developer, uh, Star Long. 
So get over there to gigstand.com. I interviewed those guys a while back, a few weeks back. You can go through uh, whatever streaming service you're listening to to listen to this, and you'll find my conversation with with uh, with Star Long and Shooter Jennings. Great, great conversation, by the way. Gigstand is a very cool thing. If you're a musician, you might want to sign up on it. Go to gigstand.com. Get tickets to the show. Look look at it. See what's going on. And and if you're a fan of music, get involved there because this, this is for fans, super fans, and uh, musicians and venues okay get over there and check it out gigstand.com coming out to that show it's going to be a lot of fun i'm really really excited to do that all right so those are my plugs that's my intro i hope you guys all had a very good week i have an incredible show for you guys today i talked to aaron chavez who plays under the name cloud companion now he also plays with tc superstar and he shares the label with uh, Connor, with Connor Campbell from TC Superstar Flyer Club Records, and Connor Campbell produced uh, Cloud Companion's new album, Ordinary Time, which will be coming out on September. In September, sorry, I don't know exactly what day, but in September, there are singles out called uh, "Can You Hear Me" and "Same Picture." You'll hear "Same Picture" here on the show. I have a fantastic, fantastic conversation with Aaron Chavez. Uh, Cloud Companion is a bedroom pop band, and it's a contemplative bedroom pop band. And and Aaron wrote songs that were deliberately just kind of about the mundane things in life and kind of examining them for ordinary time, which I always think is a really, really fantastic way to write songs. And those songs end up really taking on a meaning to you because you experience these same things in the songs. We have a great conversation about all of that stuff. They'll be releasing a single each month. Uh, go to uh, flyerclub.net backslash cloud companion. Fantastic conversation. We talk about uh, how... how uh, how Aaron's Aaron's work with uh, with TC Superstar, playing live with TC Superstar, partnering with with Connor Campbell, they're actually roommates. Uh, his growing up in a small town here in Texas, being queer and figuring out who who they were, you know, back in the day, coming to Austin, becoming a musician, flourishing, living the dream. I asked Aaron how they were feeling, and the response was, uh, "I feel like I just got my notice that my trial period has expired." <laughs> it made me laugh so hard and I'm sorry I didn't catch the beginning of that on tape but uh, when we're laughing that's what we're laughing about get out there and check out the songs uh, same picture what you're here right now and also can you hear me Aaron Chavez is a fantastic songwriter Cloud Companion is a fantastic uh, project for him find him at flyerclub.net backslash Cloud Companion I'll put the link in the text in this podcast and without further ado please enjoy my conversation with this amazingly talented and extremely cool person, Aaron Chavez from Cloud Companion. Let's get down. You got to start paying for stuff now. Subscription. Yeah, so I got I had chronic back pain for a couple years. Oh, really? It's not as bad as it was, but that's pretty young to make that discovery. I know the the free trial is that's the funniest (laughs) fucking analogy I've heard about. Um, But yeah, you get to an age like I'm 54. Like like AJ looks really great. He's like a year younger. Yeah, I mean I think y'all both look great. Angry, but 
you you feel like you did when you were 27 like you think you are and then you walk by a mirror and you're like oh shit wow. that's what's really going on sorry that sounds like a real trip yeah it sucks getting <laughs> i still feel like i'm 19 like internally right and then i mean it's just the, the smallest um inkling of that feeling has started to creep in for me and i'm i'm like damn i can't believe it's almost been 10 years since i was 18 and whoa like yeah the passage of time is just a weird thing you know what's great just real quick hmm. having a a name as a solo artist like bright eyes or cloud companion mm mm-hmm. brilliant by the way aaron why because you don't have to deal with yourself. That's it's, you know what I yeah. mean? And you can have like a, like it's hard for me to go play as Johnny Gowdy and have like a cool logo or yeah. not a photo of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Because you can really, and the artwork that on your singles I think is really cool. So it's, are they all going to kind of have it's a all gonna similar be the same theme? Vein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. Who does that? I made those. You did? Yeah, You're I made those. fucking little, little fountain of art (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was i was getting down it was like i was coming down to it and connor was like uh reminding me every month hey you need to make artwork hey you need to make artwork hey you need to make artwork and i couldn't really i was trying to develop some stuff it was a completely different cover though it was like really dark and it was the a a keyhole like you're looking through it and that keyhole is still a part of it but the missing piece i realized eventually was that oh like this is cloud companion it'd be nice if the album art was the sky in some kind of way so that's how all of the covers are going to be kind of how the first two look yeah that's great so this is these are the this is the the debut this is going to be the debut album but these are like right now there's only two songs out there yeah so every month you'll be dropping a song Mm -hmm. yeah connor's your connor's your label yeah yeah Yeah. no for real we no he is and and we really we it's a label that we're co-founding together right right but in a lot of ways, Connor's like an older brother to me. Yeah. And so I've been learning a lot about how all of this process works. Yeah. Um, and we've been learning together too. But yeah, our record label's Flyer Club Records. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you play in TC Superstar currently? Yeah. So yeah, you just I, played the other night? Yeah, at Hotel Vegas. How was it? It was so fun. Awesome. We were really, um, we were really cutting it close because... We learned the new single that day, like a couple hours before, oh, before, yeah. the, before the show. So that was like a big thing that was on my mind that show was like, ooh, are we, are we going to land this? And we did. I felt like we... I felt like we How, where did off. you rehearse it? At Soundcheck or at... Um, at, no, at, at our house. At your house. Just okay. a couple hours before. Oh, so you went and set up and then went home and... <laughs> well, so... You guys lived it, together? It was, yeah, Connor and I lived Connor, together. Okay. So it was before we got to Hotel Vegas, but we like in the afternoon... The dancers came over. They were, um, they had been learning the choreog, like the teaching each other the choreography. Right. Someone was like, "Wait, how do y'all not know um, the song? Like, if it's coming out?" And I'm like, "Oh, the process for TC is that like Connor, especially for this album, Connor hold up in uh, Connor hold him uh, like C- Connor was just in his room um, for a couple weeks in December and came out and was like, "Hey, I have this album," <laughs> and then." Uh, and so then he, he, you know, puts the fin- finishing touches on it. He, like, mixes it. And then we're working on, like, promotional stuff and, like, video stuff. Yeah. And so 
it's like, oh, it's like only now getting to the time where we would be learning the material because right. uh, that's just kind of how the band functions is that. Right. And sometimes in the recording process, like I'll write a keyboard part, I'll come in and I'll sing some backup uh-huh. vocals, but Connor really, like we really wanted an album to come out um, right. soon. And so he kind of just locked himself in the room and made it. And you do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm... I mean, this is bedroom pop as well. This is... Yeah, absolutely. This is, you, you did it yourself in your room. So at our right. house, Connor has uh, a studio, and then I have my own little studio, and it's the sunroom of the house. It used to be my bedroom when I first moved in. Um, now it's just the studio um, that I work in. But that influenced a lot of the themes and the sounds, and really the whole album was working specifically in that room. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you're influenced by the, boy, it says mundane in your in your bio thing, yeah. but it's not mundane to me. Like, that's that's like, uh, do you ever listen to Courtney Barnett? Yeah, that's, or I've, I've heard Courtney There's Barnett. a lot of, like, like, just what's happening. Like, I was walking down the street and I saw this guy who was standing over, and then there's a song. Yeah, just in a very, like, immediate Yeah, there kind it is. Way. This is, yeah. I, that happened. It's a real uh-huh. existential, right? Yeah. Is that what you'd call that? Yeah, yeah. totally. I, yeah. I would I would use that word to describe yeah. the feeling. But I think that that's, that's where the magic is. Oh, it totally is. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point of the record is to say, is to, is to you know, to, to, to name those moments and to, like, appreciate like the the magic of what they are yeah it's uh it's like there's something like i i always return to the word transcendent even mm-hmm. though i it's not about trans like it's not about tr- you know escaping or going away but it's about like really appreciating the depth yeah of the transcending ex- into the moment you're in yeah. deeper yes yeah. yeah. i know what you mean inward yeah but yeah i don't know once you get to that kind of um level of appreciation words like in and out start to not make sense at that point even yeah but do you uh i mean is that like when you're writing a song like are you a person who's like sort of beat driven you write a a track and you kind of start singing over it because the melodies are really like you you seem like a a songwriter a melodic songwriter yes like of, of a john and paul you'd you'd come in the paul world yeah it's funny that you mentioned john and paul i feel like that's where connor and i have a lot of similar influences that we both grew up really listening to a lot of that stuff yeah so we had we had a a kind of um language that we both like spoke really well we're able to work really collaboratively with each other right but yeah in my own songwriting for cloud companion a lot of it does start off with i'm usually sitting at the piano or keyboard and I'm playing something that I start to want to sing over. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll have um, a little drum machine on my iPhone, uh-huh. especially early on it was w- with the iPhone. And then I'll start s- singing words over it. And eventually a phrase will stick around that will speak something to me that I will then, you know, burrow deeper and figure out what, I, I'm trying to say, like, running out of time. Uh, I actually found the f- first recording because I, yeah, I I was in, I was stuck, just to back way out, I was stuck in voice memo world with this album for, like, three or four years. Oh, wow. I was just, I kind of, 
the songs would change so much and they would, there would just be a bunch of different voice memos. Right. And, uh, for a while I was, I guess I was content with like that being how the song sounded, but it was really kind of a cyclical thing and I was spinning my tires. Right. And so eventually Connor was like, please just like record these songs. Like I'll help you like learn how to like go through that process. Um, and like, let's, let's get these out there because I, I just have a backlogs and backlogs of voice memo stuff. Um, but yeah, I was like running out of time. It's kind of just started off with, I wrote that on a little keyboard, like a little toy Yamaha keyboard. And like this uh, kind of thing, it's a Casio, even smaller. It's, oh, yeah. it's literally like this, like oh, yeah, this yeah, big, yeah. Um, um, yeah. like a little bit, it's like a little bit bigger than a foot. Right. Um, and it was during snow apocalypse actually. Uh, cause yeah, we're just hanging out in the room and there was a little demo song or like, you know, one of those little demo tracks that will play along with you, uh, depending on what bass note you, you, you have going on. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had this cheesy little like backing track and I, uh, it started off as a melody. Like, oh, and that melody just wanted, oh, it was the do what you want to part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and immediately that the phrase, do what you want to, was, was, came to mind. Yeah. And so then from there, it kind of just, it starts off with a little thread like that. And yeah, yeah. And it becomes what it is. That's always so exciting. It's like uh, the discovery and you kind of follow what the song's telling you it wants to be. Totally, yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah. That's my favorite side of creativity. Not trying to force something that isn't there. Rosie, Rosie. Let this, let poor Aaron work. He's he's in the middle of working. Well, that's a really cool toy, though. <laughs> it is. It's well, a snake. I like the colors. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's oh, a, snake a snake person. Um, uh, all right. So, uh, in, P- in in TC Superstar, what do you use? Like, what's your what's your axe so, keyboard wise? Oh, oh keyboard wise. So we've re- we've just and uh, we're in the process of switching things over. So. Before I've only played, we went on, we went on a tour in April, and that's when I did this new setup. Okay. Um, I guess it makes sense to talk about that new setup, but yeah. But before I was using um, a System Eight, Roland System Eight. Uh huh. That's what a lot of the um, R and D that System Eight was a synthesizer on all of that stuff. A little bit on um, Essen on TV. I was using that live. And then we had the tracks on a Roland 404A. Okay. And recently we've switched things over to, um, I'm working with a Korg Prologue now um, for the synth sounds. And then for the tracks, we have a DJ deck. Um, So now that gives us a little bit more flexibility in rehearsal and live. Right. I can set points in the middle of the song. So you're you're in charge of... of the tracks and everything. Yeah, okay. I'm in charge of the That's tracks. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it is. Uh, for some of our other projects, like I'm okay to like be like a little high or like a little drunk yeah. like, um, <laughs> before the show. And with TC, I, 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 I try to like make sure I'm in a clear enough headspace that like I yeah. can, because there's, there's a precision to, you know, to some yeah. of that stuff. And so uh, <laughs> it is a lot to, I, I feel like one of those, guys that sits at the piano and has all the little uh 
like lovers and stuff. Right, right, like yeah, a yeah, circus yeah. Circus organist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in a seven person band, and everyone switches Sick. around and switches instruments oh, and that. shit. And it's the same kind of thing. Like I can get high and go play a, my own show all day long, but yeah. when it's this band, I got songs to remember, parts to remember. People are coming at me. Yeah, gotta start playing lot, something else in a minute. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. Yeah. Um, how are you going to do this live? Have you played live? Oh yeah. As Cloud Companion? Oh yeah. It's okay. been really exciting. Um, so this started off just me, keyboard, 404, very similar setup as what I do for TC. Um, and I still perform that solo version of it. But at the start of this year, January added a drummer, um, my friend Trey. And then a couple weeks after that, Trey was like, Oh, I know this bassist that would be really great for this project. Oh, cool. yeah. And so the next show we played, we added Genesis on bass. And a week after that, I was performing with Sabrina Ellis. I, I play a keyboard for Sabrina's solo oh, project. Nice. And uh, met Monica, who um, joined both of our bands that night. We, and Sabrina and I didn't realize that we had both asked Monica, <laughs> hey, would you like to sing and play auxiliary percussion in my band? We both did. And neither of us had ever heard her sing, but we just trusted her. And she's amazing. She's Sometimes great. you just know. Yeah. yeah the yeah, the yeah. vibes were just completely yeah. there. Yeah. She's a visual artist um, as well. And um, a lot of, I, I felt an immediate connection. I feel like a lot of what we make comes from the same place. And then we were, so we were playing as a four person um, band for a little while. And then I knew I wanted to eventually add guitar and synthesizer. And so Connor and and Atin from both TC and Flyer Club um, joined the project. And Connor's on synthesizer, Atin's on guitar. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we're a six-person uh, piece, uh, a six-piece wow. band now. Wow, it's a whole shebang. Yeah. Do you know when you're playing again? Um, yeah. I wish I did. I know that we want to set up a show um, for either late July, early August. We're about to go on a flower club tour for a couple of weeks um, to the East coast. And we'll be back. When you say a flyer club tour, is that a label tour? It's a, it's a band. band. Yeah. Okay. So it's right. flyer club is an interesting uh, project because so at the highest level, flyer club is a multimedia conglomerate. Okay. There's a lot of different wings. Okay. To it. Um, there's Flyer Club Records, mm-hmm. which is a record label that distributes stuff. That's me and Connor. Right. And um, our our buddy Brian, he's a tour manager and a booking manager. Okay. And Connor's partner, Sydney, also um, tour manages and um, helps out with booking and stuff as well. So th- that's like the record label. We sign artists. We put out stuff with TC, Cloud Companion. We're going to release some stuff with Marcus Bell. Uh, the Admiral, who we're going on this tour with, is going to release their album through Flyer Club Records. But then there's the band Flyer Club, um, which each show, it's a different theme. It's a different concept. And so when we first started playing the Flyer Club shows, it hadn't caught on yet that this was the same band performing as different bands. Right. And so we would just bill ourselves as different things. And so we played a show as Cacto. We played a show as Volunteer Trees. We played a show as <laughs> Frankly and the Ray Gloves. Uh, we've, so like each each show that we were like writing new music for, or sometimes we'd make it up on the spot. 
and Holy it was a completely shit, different it was, it was a completely different theme and it felt like a real counterweight to TC yeah because so rehearsed and so pop and like it's choreographed yeah 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 the tracks like it's the same length of time yeah Flyer Club is just like I don't know what's gonna happen and a lot of times yeah a lot of times there's you know this idea and we have costumes for it but we don't know what's gonna happen uh, and so that's been a project that's been running alongside um, our other stuff for a couple years. And it's really nice because with a project like TC, with a project like Cloud Companion, there's, you know, we're trying to do things a certain way. Yeah. And with Flyer Club, it feels more like the performance art of it is... Right. Takes, that's more important than, like, being successful. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that's a really great release but and a great outlet. Yeah. Great release. Yeah. But we're going, we're, we, we recorded three albums worth of music a couple of years ago and we were just now putting it out. Um, we started at the end of last year with greatest hits nice. and then anthology <laughs> one has come out. Anthology two has come out and then anthology three will come out in August. And so we're going on this Northeast tour to kind of promote all of that. And our friends, uh, we met some friends last July on tour with TC named Joel and Sarah and they're the Admiral. And so, yeah, we're going to go on this tour with them up to New York. And are, are you guys playing like bars? Are you playing like art? art? We're playing venues. Okay. Yeah. Playing venues. It's all venues. Cause it kind of seems I, like you guys could do like galleries and shit. Totally. Yeah. I mean, we're really open to playing anywhere. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's uh, I would love to be playing, especially with flyer club. It, I like the idea of playing just non-conventional spots. Sure. Part of what is nice about doing it in venues is it's still, it's because of the theatrical and improv element. Yeah. It is kind of like guerrilla theater. Yeah. And so to people, for people just showing up yeah. to, to see music, but then there's a, another dimension to it. Right. It's always fun to like. You guys are showing up to see what's going to happen too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> for this tour, we're doing uh it's called the first farewell tour and um, it's all, we're trying a new thing out where it's all kind of the themes are all related to each other. Okay. Um, the first show that we're playing is a kickoff show this Saturday, July 8th at Swan Dive called the second greatest show on earth. <laughs> okay. And um, <laughs> which, you know, out of the greatest shows on earth, that's, uh, that's the second greatest is not, that's still pretty good. You know, <laughs> and from there, each each night of tour will be the third greatest show, the fourth greatest show, the fifth greatest show, and so um, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna deteriorate uh, as it's going. But you know, the ninth greatest show on earth is still pretty good. You know, it's uh, we'll see what that what that even means. Yeah, are uh, you going to see Sparks? Are you a Sparks fan? I, I am a Sparks fan, but I uh, when they're going to be here like next week or the week oh, after. I'm going to miss them. I'm going to be no on next the road. week. Yeah, I'm going to be on the road. Oh, yeah, bummer. Yeah, but Sparks. Yeah, Sparks is cool. Just it seems like the same kind of like totally. Devo kind of like yeah. same kind of uh, an art rock band, like a yeah. legitimate art that's, rock that, band. Like you don't know what's going to happen. This is art, like living art. Yeah, art rock, art pop. That's it's amazing. That's I think that's, that's my probably jam. the best description for what it is i love that man Thank that's you. amazing yeah it's fun yeah so you're not playing with sabrina on saturday i'm not no that's something i had oh. to sacrifice is uh I was, who's uh, taking your place stacy agnew i don't you know, know. stacy stacy is a, a good friend of mine as well 
um, she, they play in Redbud. They just started doing their solo stuff. They play with Kind Keith. They play in a bunch of different projects. Um, and Stacy actually won best keyboardist in, in Austin last year. Really? So Sabrina's going to be going to be taken care of just fine. That's good. Yeah. No, but no, I mean, that's not Stacy's such a great player. Nothing and, against Stacy, but I won that shit too once. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't even hang it up in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ashamed of it. <laughs> ashamed? Well, because, yeah, I'm not, I was not by any means when I was handed that award. Yeah. By the wonderful voters of the Austin Chronicle music poll. Uh, I, I was, I was, I thought people were going to beat me up. Why? Because they were laughing at me. <gasps> I have a recording of Bob Schneider in Houston playing the night before I played saying like, uh, hey, I just won like five Austin Music Awards last night and they're like, or last week and they're like, people are like, oh yeah, he's like, that doesn't mean anything. You guys know Johnny Gowdy? <laughs> you a best keyboard oh player. <laughs> so they'll just give these to anyone. Um, I mean, I've gotten a lot better. Oh yeah? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't parading around as a keyboard player. That was the thing. It was I just kind of played keyboards in this one band. Whatever. Uh, interesting. I don't know. Nothing against Stacy. Yeah. No, you should see Stacy play. Stacy is playing... I love watching Stacy play, and and I love watching Keith play, like um, whom she's um in the band with, right? Yeah, both incredible keyboard players. They're so fun to watch. Um, Sabrina's new stuff is really cool. Yeah, like I didn't expect that. Yeah, and not that I didn't expect. Like I, I guess I should say like you, with Sabrina, you should not expect it. You shouldn't expect. Yeah, just you should let learn, it happen. You should learn to not expect. <laughs> just let it happen. Yeah, yeah. Just and like it's gonna witness, be great. just witness, witness whatever it is, and it, yeah. and it's and it's always great. Yeah, yeah. Sabrina's stuff is really cool. I'm really, I feel really lucky that I get to be a collaborator in that. Yeah, it seems like they're really working with as many. Like, there's a lot of collaboration going on in Sabrina's world right now. Totally right. Yeah, there is absolutely. with you too, right? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like we're on a similar wavelength in that. Just working with a lot of just making different people, making. Heart songs, I think both of, I think both of what we're making is what I would, you know, describe as like a heart song. It's like a, it's a song that comes from, because like. I had, with, I had Nancy Wilson from the show on a couple years ago, but not that kind of heart. <laughs> not like heart, like Barracuda and Magic Man. Oh, yeah. No, no, like, <laughs> not, uh, not like the band. Yeah. yeah just um, yeah. Yeah, like, like heart like, songs. Like, like your heart. When uh, you say that, what do you mean? I mean, for me, it's there's something vulnerable about a heart song. It's you're expressing a deep truth about yourself. Um, so with like flyer club, there, there are aspects of what I would say, like truth to those lyrics, but there, there, there are lots It's tucked away behind a lot of like layers and kind of shenanigans and games. And with like cloud companion, I'm kind of, Maybe it's like a heart mind song because I think Cloud Companion is an expression of a lot of the way that I like think and view the world. Um, but also, but you could be coming from a really emotional place. Exactly. With that. Yeah. But there's there's emotions tied to yeah. that. Exactly. And so, I see that quality in Sabrina's music as well. Is that there's a deep truth that they're expressing about themselves in those songs. That's also vulnerable and, and powerful. Is this something that as an artist you didn't explore before? I had before. Um, 
early on, before I even got to Austin, I was, I, I really saw myself as, um, um, I, I had my own, you know, solo artist stuff going on and I was Aaron Chavez and, uh, <laughs> I came here. Did you had a beard and long hair. Were you playing acoustic guitar? <laughs> no, I did okay. not. I, I did not have long hair and beard. I don't know if I could grow that yet. Well, who is those, those photos? Oh, is that, that the band? No, that is me. Okay. That, that was those photos were taken. Are you talking about which photos are you? I mean, talking? like your website. Yeah, so that was me. That's just me in my backyard. Okay. That's when I started recording this stuff. Okay, and I had an idea that I worked on with Sydney our roommate and Connor's partner. Um, and she's a photographer as well. And so we, we had this idea that every month we take photos of me kind of in doing the same things uh-huh. in the backyard. And we'll yeah. see my change over time. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I like to consider myself to be somewhat of a shape shifter. So it's, it's really fun to just see myself yeah. to, you know, be all these different forms. Sure. And it feels very much in line with, with Cloud Companion as a project because there's this, like where the name comes from is this distinction between cloud and sky. There's like this metaphor between a cloud and a sky. And what the cloud represents is form. It's being in form. And all the things that come along with being alive, being a person, there's, there's like the physical form, but there's also, you know, the thought forms. There's, there's the, you know, ideas and relationships and and worries and all of that stuff, all of that's the cloud because all of that stuff appears in this space that is like the sky, which is awareness. And so it's awareness is what all of this stuff, you know, manifests in. Yeah. And as a a person, as a, as a being that's in form, it's like, Oh, I'm the cloud. Right. Uh, and, that so that that's kind of where, but where what I like about the cloud representing form is that it's constantly changing right. as well. It's like just because it's in form right, right. doesn't mean that it's a solid, singular thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Where are you from? Plainview, Texas. Was that like Dallas area? No, nah, that's Plano. <laughs> uh, no, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> Plano, yeah, uh, it's between Lubbock and Amarillo. Okay, do you know where that is? Yes, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, so what? What was going on up there? They don't. They don't. They don't take art people very. Yeah, they, they're not accepting of art people up inter- there very much. Are they? Place is an interesting place to. I always felt pretty content growing up there. Uh-huh. I didn't have like very many issues, but I also very much like drank the Kool-Aid like, or like I very much like, I, I think I just didn't know better. Um, I was always like creative. Um, and I don't know. You, you, it, you're right about that for sure. But then there's a lot of like really great artists that I know that come. Oh yeah. From, from that area. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people who really influenced me, but who it's, are they? It's, it's funny to return back to that. Um, my cousin, Andrew, actually was a huge influence on me growing up. He lives here in town. He plays in the band Rattlesnake Milk. Okay. Uh, he plays guitar. Um, but yeah, he's about 10 years older than me or so. And I always looked up to him as a creative person. He's a, <clears throat> he's a, 
he's a person that introduced me to Daniel Johnston's work. Oh, okay, cool. And yeah, yeah. so, um, a lot of, a lot of stuff that he even introduced to me at the time, I wasn't even ready to receive. And it was only when I got a little bit older, I was like, Oh, this is really cool uh-huh. stuff. Um, he's one, his friend, Sean, um, who's a singer for rattlesnake milk, um, phenomenal songwriter. I, I grew up watching them they would, they were in a bunch of different projects and they were always kind of trying out different things. Like I remember seeing them at a show. One of the first times I ever went to a show in Austin, um, even like when I was visiting where they both had pantyhose on their head and they were playing a uh, two person like metal set. And I had just never seen something like that before. And it was, I just, I just, I loved it. I, I, I wanted to exciting, yeah, be a part of that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And then um, there's an, a visual artist and musician named Pat Jernigan, yeah. uh, who is just this eclectic guy from, I think he's originally from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, he, would work with me like on these like cardboard sculptures that I needed for a couple of different projects and was always recommending all this stuff to me and um, constantly making things constantly in a bunch of different ways. Um, he's a filmmaker as well. So yeah. But did you, I mean, you left there. Was yeah. that, is that is plain view a place where you grow up and you see yourself not being there someday? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I got to get out. Yeah. I got to yeah. get out of here. I got to go yeah. to a place. Yeah. Like I, was like, this the first like place I said, you came? Yeah, yeah. This is I've I've only ever lived in Plainview in Austin. I came yeah. here in 2014 for school, and then I've I've been here ever since. But yeah, I like I said, like I I there's a fondness that I have of growing up in sure. Plainview, but I couldn't I couldn't live there again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it would be it would just be a completely different thing. So you came here to go to school, mm-hmm. to UT or? Yeah. Okay. What did you, what did you, what was your I, major? What was your trip? I got in through the music school. Okay. The music business track. Oh, Which okay. was an interesting program. It was short lived. Yeah. And I didn't graduate with it and it didn't exist. Um, oh. I, would, I would have been in the last class that it existed. Wow. So it was a program that was very short lived. It was on its way out. And it was interesting because it was a very specific kind of person that this pro- program was looking for. And, I, and I, I checked those boxes. It was half classical audition and half, um, you know, share your own stuff. Right. And I grew up with uh, playing piano, uh, taking piano lessons. Okay, so cl- you're class- like a classical background. You, you're a piano playing piano player. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I, I, I grew up, you know, feeling, it's like, it's, yeah, I love playing piano. And yeah. I didn't take classical piano as... I'm serious until I knew that I wanted to go to UT for it. And then I really, really um, switched it on. Um, but I got in through that. And then I, um, yeah, about uh, doing a year of that, I realized I didn't really like being in the music school and I was going to have to do two years of rigorous, you know, not quite, you know, piano performance major. Right. But pretty much like that level of rigor in right, the practice, right. lots of hours. Right. And I didn't want to play piano like that. That's not what brought me joy. And uh, so I left there and I transferred to the film school eventually. And that's what oh, I ended up getting cool. my degree in. Yeah. Nice. An RTF? RTF, yeah. 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 Nice. Um, I, yeah. Any? Did you get any cool, like does, does Robert Rodriguez or what's his name? 
like later come down there? Uh, for sure, there were things like that happening. I know um, Matthew McConaughey yeah. taught uh, a course. <laughs> I was never. That guy's too positive for I, me. He yeah. really is. I don't know what the fuck he's so happy. Yeah, what are about. you hiding, man? What yeah, are you hiding? exactly, exactly. Like, <laughs> don't. Yeah, shut up, man. <laughs> well, also, like when you're just this beautiful guy that's like perfect and like super, like yeah, fuck yeah, your life is easier than <laughs> fucking most people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's easy to be. It's yeah, easy, it's easy to be that laid back character. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> when those are your cards, everyone's like, "Hey, look at this guy. Take your shirt off. All right, come on in." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I my time in the film in the film school was really kind of funny to me because I'm not that much of a film and TV person, and so people would want to have conversations right, about right. the latest thing that was on, and I was just out of the loop for those conversations, and I kind of just floated around. I I, I did some people like go like on a writer's track or right. some people going on. Yeah, what was yours? Uh, I was about that. I, 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 just, just I, I was at a buffet, too. basically. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to take an intro to editing and I'm going to take intro to 2D animation and I'm going to take this web series class and I'm going to, you know, kind of just get, get a little a little bite of, of everything. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was like watching Carl Sagan's Cosmos a lot at that time <laughs> from like 1980. Yeah, and yeah. So, like, I has been dead for a while. Yeah, and so it was that's the kind of stuff that I was enjoying watching, but I used to I, imitate I, him when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm Carl Sagan. Billions and billions. I do. You're going to say there, billions. There were billions and billions of stars in this sky. Yeah. I the remember. cosmos is all that is, was, or ever will, will be. be. Yeah. Our faintest stirrings of the cosmos. So funny. You're so young. Yeah. Like you, like he's been dead as long as you've been alive, almost. Yeah, he died pretty much. I'm born in 1995. <laughs> yeah, he was a huge influence on me growing up. Really? And I would say I, I list him as an influence in the liner notes for this album, even. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I I return to him less these days, but uh, yeah, he was he was huge in just you know in, he was influen- huge when I was a kid. Influencing, huge. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. He, he was like the he was the Neil deGrasse Tyson of my which is, which is such era. a shame which is like yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson met Carl Sagan and and they have like they have they have like a little like a uh, mentor kind of history together right but he I, redid I, Cosmos he did yeah. yeah but I I don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson I I think I think too there's, celebrity there's he, there's a lot of things about him that I don't like I, he has more of an inclination for the need to like come across as smart or right. And he's like constantly correcting people. And I get that that's part of his bit and that's part of his character. But like Carl Sagan, like Carl Sagan made me fall in love with the universe. And Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't have that quality to me um, among like just, yeah, a bunch of other things. But yeah, I, I, the, the magic of Cosmos, I think comes from the original stuff. That's so interesting. You're an interesting person, Aaron. <laughs> I'm glad to have you on. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. This I'm having a great we, time talking We never to talk you. about Carl Sagan. I've done like <laughs> 1,200 and fucking 90 episodes of this, and I've never had a Carl Sagan conversation. That's so funny. No, I love him. Yeah, with a 27-year-old, huh? With a 27-year-old who died before Sagan was alive. <laughs> yeah. Or before, before he died. It was, yeah. After yeah, he died. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so wait. So what do you do? Like, do you, do you, what do you do for a living? Do you play I, music for a living, or I, I've been I've been living off of music for several months, uh, 
it's it's been difficult to keep my head. Of, I, I've been I've been, I've been I've been trying to live off of music for yeah, the last couple months. For I I supplement that income with um, doing motion graphics and okay. and post production work. Okay, so there's something from your degree that you've applied to. Kind of, yeah. 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 Well, like I didn't learn motion graphics or anything about that world while I was in school. The closest I got, really, besides that like 2D animation course, which was helpful in a lot of ways, but I didn't take it seriously. <laughs> um, I I got into animation world through stop motion animation, which wasn't a course at UT, but it was a group of people that w- we all were making stop motion films together. Nerds. And the first one that I made... <laughs> yeah. Total nerds. Oh, total nerds. Yeah. Total nerds. I, and the first film that I made was a film called The Day You Were Born. And it's very much in line with what we're talking about, Carl Sagan. And it's about tracing back the moment of the birth of this baby all the way to the to the beginning of the universe and this unbreakable chain of or this this chain of events that is not broken right, from right. that moment to the birth of a baby. Uh, so I, I got my start in animation doing stop motion stuff, and then I started doing motion graphics uh, a little after that. And then I, I really learned about motion graphics and post-production world through uh, a boss that I had named John uh, Mayo Buttry. Um, and is that a hyphenated name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. And yeah, this guy is a wizard. He's one of the most creative people I've ever met. He's crazy. He just drives cars so fast, too. And, uh, uh, just He's a really great like 3D animator. and um, he's, He just he, he's, he can do it all. Um, but I kind of had this apprenticeship with him for a couple of years. And that's where I feel like I really learned the foundational things for what I do now. That's for, amazing. For that stuff. Yeah. That's great that you're able to do that. Cause mm-hmm. that's, a, I mean, that's a key is like, there's no like, um, like I just started playing in this band fastball. Do you know this band? Mm-mm. Well, they were a band. They had like that name. hit songs in the, in the late nineties and early two thousands, like radio number one hits oh, and wow. everything. And, uh, and they, you know, they got a tour, now to go out and make that money because it's not like there's no there's not a lot of money in it anymore no. there's no get rich in rock and roll or music anymore yeah especially if you're being like in a weird band that's making shit up at their show you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. which by the way is the coolest thing you can do but that's not the most commercial money-making uh, return yeah it's like there's already not a lot of money in it and then added yeah. on to that, it's like, <laughs> we're, the, we're just doing very DIY shit. And it's like... <laughs> but that to me is like, that's where the real stuff... Don't you feel like that? Oh, I mean, I, yes, I kind of yes. feel like there's kids Absolutely. there's kids my age, like that little that kid in the picture, there's a lady with glasses and yeah. there's a kid, that's me at 14. That's me in 1983. Wow. At, at my first band gig. That guy thought he was going to be a bazillionaire. Yeah. Yeah, because that was an option. Totally, like rock stars had castles when I was a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like absolutely, you know, Jimmy yeah. Page in his castle, and you're like, what? You can get a castle? Fuck yeah! Bono got an island. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, there's real shit. Like, there's no no more islands. No left. island getting. No more islands left. <laughs> no, no. The best you can do is Taylor. Do you like Taylor? Swift? I don't like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I I mean I, I like I appreciate I, that she's I'm neutral. there. I'm neutral about Taylor Swift. I I, I think. Um, I, th- I think she's very. I think she's. I think she's talented. I, pre- I I'm like. I'm like. Yeah, a marketing genius. Um, but yeah. I don't. I, I don't ever find myself like putting Taylor Swift on. I have a friend that was just on the show, and she described uh, 
Taylor Swift's music, her songwriting as uh, diary vomit. Diary vomit. It's like, yeah. it's like having someone's diary just to throw up all over you. Totally. We fed this AI 10,000 pages of people's diary. And, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about AI? Oh. Have you, have you, are you of the mind of like, I'm going to see what I can do with it? I'm not trying or to I'm ha- keeping it away. I'm not trying to harness the power of AI, but I, I have used it as, as, as a tool, you know. For what? Um, I, I think to help like if i've written something i'll like feed it to the ai and it'll help me like edit something oh that's good Um, okay or um you know in generating like brainstorming some some ideas yeah 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 uh you know feeding it something that helps with that process right um my friend rob is really into it and we, we we made this little game about going on tour uh where it was like a text based game and um like to choose your own adventure kind of thing. And it was really funny because it was, it always spun it in a positive light. And we kept trying to like input things like, and then um, you pee your pants on stage in front of everyone. <laughs> then what happens? I was and, on tour with a guy that did that. Really? Swear to God. Oh my God. Well, what happened? Can I say his name? Is that mean? He was playing with Bob Schneider. This okay. is actually like 19 or 20 years ago. I was in a band opening for them and we were late because one of the guys, it was so stupid. We were late getting to some show in Massachusetts from New York City. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a fast story, I promise. From Massachusetts to New York? No, no, no. From New York to Massachusetts. I feel like it's, that drive, we're always late. Tough. We're always late. It's really tough. From New York yeah, to you're trying to get to yeah. Worcester? Yeah. Getting the out traffic of the city. is always worse than, than you think. We don't, we don't calculate the traffic because no. we don't live there. Yeah, exactly. Right. So we miss this show. Yeah. But we get there and we're drinking in this Bob Schneider's on stage. And his, his <laughs> he were player at the time. Still a really good friend of mine. He used to drink like fucking crazy. And like, seriously, like just drink so yeah. much. And he, uh, he was like, Bob, I got it. I got it. He's like, no, no, no. We're just going to do an encore. So he decided to do like three songs for the encore. And my buddy was like, fuck it. He's like, I'm fucking dying. Fuck it. He just like <laughs> pissed his pants. Oh. <laughs> like he came off stage. I was like, dude, this is a great show. He's like, yeah, I got to get in the bus. I just try to piss my pants. I looked down. He did. I was like, that is the most awesome thing. Bob was like. Don't encourage him. So it's like, that is fucking ro- like, that is rock and roll, dude. Hell yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Ozzy does shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. That's so funny. But so, the, so, so the, so so the audience didn't, didn't, didn't realize. No, no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, I was just, sorry. I was just describing like an AI, like text-based game. In general, yeah. the way I feel about AI, I'm nervous. Yeah. 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 I think I, the, even the creators of AI are it's, nervous. It's worrisome. Yeah. Yeah. I remember as a kid being so excited about this prospect, just sure. knowing this was on the horizon, hearing about it. I was kind of obsessed with it for a little while. Um, but the closer that, like, like as it's become to sink into reality yeah. and just the implications, I'm worried. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's a really, I think it, I mean, like all technology, it, there's ass, like ways that it can be used in there are what am i trying to say they're beneficial it's it's beneficial Correct. to the world yes it is in a harmonious way right in an equitable way right but there's a lot of aspects of it that are the opposite right that are going to just really fuck things up in ways that we can't even imagine right I, now yeah i i didn't realize that this uh, the speed with which these companies came up with vaccines for uh the pandemic uh-huh. <laughs> whatever that was COVID yeah. um, 
that was a lot like the reason why we had it so fast. Is it because of AI? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. There's a lot of medical research that's being sped up beyond belief wow. right now because of it, which is great. That is yeah. a great thing. Mm-hmm. Having said that, it's also freaky. But there's people, you know, Primo the it's Alien? It's a Pandora's box. It is a Pandora's box. Do you know Primo the Alien? Uh-uh. Yeah, okay. She's, uh, she's an artist here in town and like a producer, her stuff, yeah. bedroom, pop, I, like, I, I feel like I, super I've, pop. I feel like I've heard that name. Yeah. I don't, I'm not She's great. But yeah, she's, cool. She she was like, I'm not scared of it. And she's like, I'm using it as a producer to go do the shit, like clean up my tracks. Yeah. When <laughs> go clean yeah. my tracks up. Like the two hours that I don't want to sit yeah, there just, scrolling through stupid shit. And that's really cool. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, part, of me, part of me wonders if this is one of those hills that I'm going to like, it's like, am I going to, am I going to, am I going to miss out on, on opportunities or like ways of doing things sure um because i'm not embracing this technology more (laughs) flyer club has 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 some work that we want to do with ai oh really yeah um i i i feel like the more artistic like the more artsy artists are okay more okay with it than like the rockabilly bands (laughs) you know what i mean yeah Totally. I feel like there's a, like Peter Gabriel, I saw some stuff that he wrote. It was like, hey, don't freak out. Just use it. Well, the I mean, we've used it in the t- uh, n- latest TC record. Oh, really? That's um, how a lot of the, there's like a robot voice that talks at the beginning uh, and in between yeah, yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's AI generated text. Oh, that's that cool. Connor, Connor fed some prompts that was basically like outlining the story of um the astronaut going to Mars and, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and all of that. I keep on forgetting and, that that album's about Mars. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's AI generated, um, text that's because cool. it kind of felt like it, it, it fit that world that we were trying to create. Right. Is to have this kind of computer voice. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, Hal. Like, or I'm sorry, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. That's what I say when I go to my aunt's house all the time because she has one of those houses that's like a smart house. Yes. Like it fucking unlocks when you walk up because it knows you've got your phone on you Front or whatever. Front door open. Yeah. I'm like, dude, sometime there's going to be a fire in here. You're all going to be trying to get out and they're going to be like, Christina, why do you want to leave? What's the password? <laughs> yeah. Password incorrect. Are you going to leave me alone? Yeah. <laughs> so that's another guy. Like 27 year olds don't make 2001, but you are a film student. Yeah. So yeah. you know the what's his name's movies? I mean, not really. No, I, I mean Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick but I, yeah. I, I haven't seen a lot of his movies. I only saw two thousand one very recently. I think I've seen them all. Really? I think so. I would love like to. Lolita mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Director Strange Love and yeah. two thousand one and yeah, that's, I, the violent movie with the people in the white outfits. The Clockwork like so Orange. Much. Yeah. I don't like that movie that much. I've always. I don't like rape movies. I, I don't either. I Just think don't. that's why I've stayed away. I don't like away. victim movies. I don't like that either. I. Yeah, I've always kind of stayed like kept my distance from that from that movie, even though there's a lot of, of aspects of it that I think I would find very interesting. Yeah, I'm. I've. It's never been the right moment to for, for me to be like, yes, I would love to sit down and watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I watched. I watched Holy Mountain, and that's that not, can get is that really, his movie. That's uh, oh. Alejandro Hodorowski. I don't know who that is. No. He's, so he's another, uh, he's another director that makes like he. There's a movie that he made that has I think it's called El Topo. 
I'm not super familiar with his work because I've only seen Dance of Reality and I've seen Holy Mountain. But El Topo has a rape scene. Okay. And uh, and Holy Mountain is just is just a very visceral, very intense uh, movie. It's like they went out into the desert and did acid. And um, it's an incredible film. It's just yeah. like, whoa. Visceral is just a word that I always come back to to describe his movies. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I respond to things viscerally. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Like that's my, like how I take in music, how it makes me feel what it does to me is how I like it. I can't like something like logically. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. Um, you you seem like you're, were you an advanced kind of student or were you, because you seem I, I was put in extremely smart. Oh, that's, that's great. I think like, I feel like I'm having a good day. A lot of times in interviews, <laughs> no, a lot of times in interviews, I don't know. I feel relaxed in this space. There's a lot of, a, a well, lot of objects in this room that I have at my house, like to sit, like that lava lamp, that's, like, that salsa dish, this table. Yeah. Uh, there was something else over here that I was like, I was like, wow, I feel like I'm at my house. I like that. It's not even the instruments. No. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just the regular stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I like, I, I want, I, I, I didn't realize it until once I started doing the podcast, but this is like almost a disarming thing for other people that do what we do. As you come in here, you're like, oh, this person's just like me. Totally. And we just started talking and I was like, I bet we're rolling. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so, and we are. And, and we are. <laughs> you got another hour? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't remember what you asked. I can't either. That. That's part of the but, show. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> How do we get here? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who even knows? Um, so, in your, uh, can I ask you a serious personal question? Yeah, ask away. You're in. Uh, you're a non-binary person. Yes, I consider myself to be non-binary. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I referred to you as he earlier. Well, I did a good job it's, earlier. It's. I mean, I'm comfortable with he or they. Yeah. He or they. That's. That's how. I mean, everyone does it a little bit differently, right? Yeah. Um, the way that I do it is I. Like I'm comfortable with being perceived as a man and like that is a, an aspect of who I am. Yes. But there's these other dimensions to who I am and other gender expressions that I am that feel natural for me to explore. Yeah. And so I it's it's like leaving space for all of that as well. And lately I've been in, I've been enjoying it's been gender affirming to be referred to as they, but he is not never an issue. So you don't have to worry good. about that. Yeah. Um, is that Sabrina's whole band is non-binary? Is uh, that it just part of what she's not not necessarily. Um, but there are a lot of non-binary people in the band. I mean, it's 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 such a loose structure that people are kind of coming in and out that it's hard to say right, right. You know, definitively. But yeah. there are a lot of like non non-binary people in the band for sure. This is a difficult. Uh, I'm finding it. With family members, yeah, not being accepting because was he a fucking weirdo? It's like that's the you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's the totally. initial response. Like yeah. what? There's there's a confusion, a generational, largely confusion about the addition to d- dimensions to gender and sexuality, like that. Even though they've existed for a while, like because it's it's becoming more well, very much of, so. of, a, of a of a larger conversation. Um, and I appreciate it. And I, I appreciate you talking about it now because it's even like, not like I'm super hip guy, but I am fi- fucking 54. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're the and same. And I'm like a dude. You're the same you know what I mean? generation as my parents. Like the same age, I think. You Makes know. me feel great. Yeah. 
<laughs> the fuck out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> I told you twice on microphone that you look great. Yeah, you did. You did. And I appreciate <laughs> and I meant that. It. And I like that. Yeah. Uh, they look great too. You know, it was interesting. I I mean, 2020 was a, a really big year for yeah. everyone, right? It yeah. was just like a, a huge moment of self-reflection. Right. Um, even before 2020, I started to have like, I, I started to realize that I was queer. Um, and, uh, I, I wasn't quite sure, like, I wasn't qu- quite sure what that meant for me. And it was just like, I knew that I was beginning, to, I was like attracted to, um, some guys that I knew and I was dating, like I was dating a girl at the time. And like, I, I was just trying to like navigate those initial feelings is kind of how like all that started for me. And then over 2020, I, I, I really dove in deeper and started to understand um that I want it want that I'm attracted to all sorts of people like I'm attracted to like pretty much people of any gender um and that I feel comfortable exploring like my gender identity as a non-binary person right and that's a human thing that people should accept not like my sister that thinks like well you can't what are you gonna try and fuck my dog now you know what I mean? Yeah, like that is, that, mm-hmm, I mean, I've, totally. I've actually heard her say shit like that too. Yeah. What, can you marry an animal now? But yeah. like, that's not. It doesn't feel like a good faith conversation. No. <laughs> like, and it's, it's hard to have a real conversation if there's not, you know, the best, like the intention to actually like hear a perspective that feels new. Some people just want to voice their disdain yeah. for something that they don't understand as opposed to fucking opening their minds and yeah. Well, a lot noticing of, that humanity is a lot grayer yeah. than, yeah. than lot, we were taught. Sorry. A lot of it is just, not to cut you off, sorry, no, but please. I think a lot of it is just, uh, I think the root of that or one of the roots of that is just the calcification of beliefs. Like beliefs solidify into something that is rigid uh, after believing them for decades. Um, and so I think it's a really common thing for that to happen on all fronts. You know, it's just, it's clinging tight to a, a belief about yourself, about the world. And it's... uh I think some I think there's value in practicing interacting with the world and interacting with people in such a way that it doesn't mean you'd never have beliefs but you know holding those beliefs with uh a sense of fluidity and with the understanding that the world change everything changes yeah. everything changes yeah and so if our beliefs can be more like a fluid rather than I got people are, are worried that if if I hold a belief loosely, it's just going to turn into a, a into a gas, into a, into a mist, and just you know, oh, and then everything people are going to start marrying dogs, and then, and then people are going to start marrying. Oh, and, yeah. I, and all this stuff's going to happen. Exactly right. And um, but I, but that's I think that's rooted in fear, and stuff that's rooted in fear generally doesn't lead to something that right. is beneficial for the world. Well, it seems to me that that that. What you just described and the way that you described it seems a lot more of what humanity is like than what I was brought up to believe mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, black, lot... white, or pink. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can be. Is that Neapolitan? 
sorry. <laughs> no, it's just like straight yeah. up just yeah. gay. You know what I mean? That yes. These are the yes. three okay, things yeah, you hear, are. You yeah. can be a boy, a girl, or a gay. Yeah. Do, yeah. You know, God forbid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm Hispanic. I'm Cuban. I'm, you must be Hispanic as well. Yeah. We have dads and uncles. Yeah, totally. They're not always not macho. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. I, I've, I felt very fortunate with my parents because, I mean, initially, I mean, th- there were, I mean, it's always a process too, but like, sure. I think largely they've handled like my coming out um, very, I mean, in, in a way that I, I, I do feel seen and loved by them. I, I think they don't understand it all, all the time, but I see an effort to, you know, try to understand. Yeah. To try to understand. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's, you know, that's the most that I, I can ask of them. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's, it's like, are, do they use the the right pronouns for all of my friends and stuff? No. And I, like we have conversations about that sometimes, but like, it's, it's hard for them to remember to, it's, to, it's to do that. It's also really new. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they don't, and I try to have some grace with them about that because I know that it's not coming from like a place where, where, that it's not coming from it's it's not it's not in bad it's what faith. they're used to saying yeah it's what they're used to saying and it's sometimes we'll like have you know i'll, I'll just be like oh yeah and i'll just say the the, sure. the the correct pronouns yeah and and try to like do that but yeah in in general i, I feel like they're trying and yeah. i appreciate that yeah i i i i feel like in you know in general there's you know the the whatever people trying to write laws against it and and everything and people finding it to be something that people are trying to make their kids be mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Well, we're entering into a pretty dark and kind of scary phase with legislation surrounding all of this. Um, what do you do like to, like, do you get involved in any way to try and... Because I was at the, the I was at the Capitol for a couple uh, for a protest right. um, around um, a trans rights healthcare bill. Um, there's just there's also just a lot of different bills and stuff, and so it's like I was there for for that one. So right, so trans kids can have um, you know, this, so doctors can see them. But. Right, and and that that wasn't something that wasn't in question before. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is... um, Is post-2020, really. mm -hmm. I mean... And that's really like one of the big talking points of uh, conservatives at this point. That's like one of the pillars. Anti-wokeness or whatever. Uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and specifically like... That's, yeah. About about, um, gender and sexuality. Yeah. um, Related issues. I, uh, my father stopped speaking to me before that came up as a thing. My stepmom also stopped speaking to me for, uh, basically just because I, they, whatever I represent to them as a liberal, open minded and open hearted person, even though they're Christians. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is what they're supposed to be. Yeah. And I'm not Christian. And I'm always like, wait, 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 what, what do you, what do you, what's your thing then? Yeah. Like if you don't love everyone and accept everyone for who they are, like Jesus just didn't hang out with rich people that were famous. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the opposite. He did, literally hung out with the opposite. Yeah. Prostitutes, lepers, thieves, 
crazy people. The same people that people say, oh, that we should clean our streets up. It's like, that's who Jesus was hanging out with. It's exactly right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So that, it, 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 you grew up in some kind of like... My dad was a pastor oh, when I was growing shit. up. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was very much a part, of, a part of that world for... But what I appreciate about my parents is that they, they have flexibility to change. So yeah. I've seen this incredible arc that, that, that they've both gone through. But like my, my dad as a pastor, he grew up... We, I, my first years of childhood were this evangelical church. Yeah. Uh, and then we left that place. We had a house church, and then we left that place, and he was a pastor of, it was technically a college ministry, but it was open to the public. We met in this theater. And then after a while, by the time we got into high school, he stepped down from that completely because he felt weird in the authority in, in the authority role. He's like, I'm just a guy. He's like, I'm not, he's like, I don't know. I don't have the answers. He's like, right, I, right. He's like I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. And uh, so it was, but yeah, I grew up, I, I, I grew up in that world yeah. for sure can be heavy man yeah it's a dark it, place it can be heavy i think i like i said i grew up very much drinking the kool-aid so right, i right. so you were believing it too yeah i was I, I was believing it too i what what i really what really gripped me from the beginning was this idea of being a part of creation with the rest of it this connection to the universe is what really drew me to it um or like that's what drew me to it was being born into a Christian family and that being like my whole world. Sure. But something that stuck out to me that still to this day is something that I feel is like this connection to the universe was very valuable. But then I started to like really question things once I got into high school and started to realize uh, the harm that is caused and... Yeah. Uh, and even just the denial of reality in a lot of ways from like the tradition that we were coming from. But I didn't stop being Christian until 2017. Yeah. Wow. At that point, I was calling myself a Christian, but I I see the world pretty much the way that I do now. Right. Um, it's a wide, you know, spectrum of people that call themselves Christians. Yeah. The loudest ones are the most, the most problematic. Yeah. But I met Connor at, uh, oh, technically really? it was a Christian student org. It was a progressive Christian student org. Right. The other Christian orgs didn't count it as a Christian student org because it was right, mostly, it was mostly queer people. Right. Um, but I gravitated towards that place because I was having my crisis of faith, not knowing what I, what I believed, but still like, I'm wanting to really, really ponder these questions. And so that's how I found Labyrinth. Connor had already like, Connor was pretty much there to play music. Uh, but we, we joined a band together shortly after that. That's awesome. But yeah. Yeah. And this has really been lovely talking to you. Yeah. Like you, you're a really interesting and like emotionally intelligent person. Thank you. Like, and you're not scared to talk about it either. Yeah. I feel, I feel comfortable in this conversation. I've, like, yeah. I've had a really great time talking to you, too. I have, too. I think you're an interesting person as well. You're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> that's why, we that's why you're doing other. this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. That's that's like we see, you know, there's something. People, some people are just a little askew. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and totally. I, 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 I'm very proud to occupy that space. Yeah. <laughs> like a, Someone's got to do it. Yeah. I have no, I have no, uh, I have no problem. I, I love this music. Um, 
and people can can follow you on that. Where do you like? Do you, did you have a, a? Did I see a band camp? You have a band camp. You have a band camp. You do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you like people to go there and buy it, or what do you prefer that they stream it on the thing oh, so you get the numbers? That's a great idea. I. What's most valuable to me is for people to visit the Spotify artist page. Okay. Give yeah. me a follow. Yeah. Um, I got to follow you. That and Instagram are the two okay. things that I like to plug. The Instagram is cloud.companion. Doing both of those things is the best way to keep up with what I'm doing. But I also do put stuff on Bandcamp. Yeah. Um, and there's a demo on Bandcamp that's not I, on, yeah, I heard that. it's really good. on Spotify. Yeah. That's just uh, yeah, cloudcompanion.bandcamp.com. Yeah. It's this is great music that you're making, and Thank you. and uh, were you able to? Did Darian send you the full album or no. just the five track thing? Just the five track. Thing. I'll send you the full album. After Please this do. Because, Thank you. That'd be really nice. Uh, and we're wrapping it up, but the album is separated between two types of songs: cloud songs and sky songs. Oh, okay. What you've listened to are the cloud songs. Okay. Um, but then there's also sky songs, which are very ephemeral and floaty p- piano. You, there's some oh, sounds awesome. from the neighborhood that you, oh, you nice. hear that leak in from the sunroom and yeah it's um both of those kind of uh make the full picture of, of the album so yeah i'll send that over to you after this Aaron, this has been great i really appreciate you taking the time to come and, and talk about your music and share your story yeah thank you thanks yeah. so much for having me come back anytime yeah i will. honestly like you guys like I, I love the music i've been dying to get tc superstar on for a while so i was Same. really glad to get connor on Great to have you on and talk to you. So whatever you guys are doing over there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be... You're welcome to we're come back put, and talk about it We're going to be anytime. putting lots of stuff out over the next year. So, you well, know, we'll be back to talk about that and more. It would be fun to sit down all together. Yeah, that'd be great. Even. Let's do that. Mi casa es su casa. All right. All right. Nice. Thanks right. for doing the show. Different frame. Different frame. That was Aaron Chavez from Cloud Companion. Check them out at flyerclub.net backslash Cloud Companion. You can follow them on Instagram. Find them on, uh, on, on, on Spotify or wherever it is that you stream music. The song that you're hearing right there is called Same Picture, but they also have another single out called Can You Hear Me? They'll be dropping singles each month, so follow them. Follow them. What a great conversation. I want to thank Aaron for coming by. What a beautiful person. I really enjoyed it. I hope we stay friends. Uh, hey, gang, don't forget when you're out there checking out Cloud Companion on all, all the places, you can uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast. If you are subscribed on Stitcher, gang, Stitcher is going to be no longer as of August 29th. They are shutting their doors, closing down, and going away. So please, if you are subscribed on Stitcher, find another streaming service to, and subscribe on it. Leave us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. It always makes me happy. Okay? Here's, uh, here's the rest of this song, same picture, from Cloud Companion. Have a great weekend, whatever it is you're doing, gang. Let's get down. Same picture, 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 same picture
Same picture, it's the same.